0: Hey, guys, Michael Malice here. Be sure to check out my weekly podcast. You're welcome with Michael Malice now on podcast one. You might know me from my terrible Twitter, my horrible books, or the nonsense I spout on podcasts like Rogan and Glenn Beck. It's all there. Are you black pilled or white pilled for the future of the UK? What is a man? (laughs) <laughs> what is a man? What is a... no? What, I, what is a, I, Are you white-pilled or black-pilled? No seriousness, girl. No, no, no. I love the Jesse B. P.C. question.
1: The fact that you discovered that gives me hope for some of the things
0: that I've still got uh, that are well, missing. Well, if you need James G. Blaine's autograph, you are welcome to it. Of course, being the co-author of How to Have Impossible Conversations makes you the perfect guest for this train wreck of a show. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> new episodes are available every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and wherever you get your podcasts. You are welcome.
2: This is Corolla Digital.
0: A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't think fit-
2: Get it on! Got to get on a choice we're gonna mend it. Get it on! Get the heck on! <laughs> Stromer is uh, coming at us uh, remote via Skype I, or some version of that. Right? It's
0: exciting in the world of technology, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's never going to work, but we'll, well enjoy yet- it while we can.
0: Well, yesterday, my my poor ninety year old mother with the uh, with the COPD and the horrible you know heart failure had to get a tooth pulled. Mm. then my Mm. dog went down with some sort of horrible, uh, uh, horrible thing where I think it's cancer, $7,000 fee to run tests, at which point I said, no fucking way, love you, but it ain't going to do it. Mm. And then I sliced my finger, filleted it like a trout.
3: Mm.
0: And uh, had it been any other time, I would have gone to the uh, ER to get a couple of stitches, but I've now got it bound with... Duct tape and a and a uh, nonstick gauze pad. So yesterday, for all intent and purposes, sucked ass. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> I feel bad when I answer with "Top of the World," looking down on creation. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm a winner.
0: Jesus, congratulations! I mean, you're missing Jesus. a
2: free fucking lunch.
0: I Duke know. Fuck, I'm just sitting here in my own a stew of my own hor- horror broth.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. My parents are old too, man. It's so, not easy, man. No, it it isn't. But it's easier for me because uh, you care. I don't care.
0: Well, well, but listen, Ed. Mm. I had I had a scenario this morning where I didn't get the normal text of "Could you bring in my yogurt and banana?" That didn't come for an hour, and I thought, "You oh, think oh, she's? Boy. Do you think she's dead?" Well, maybe she is. Oh, well, I guess God. I should just do the pod anyway. Who cares if she is? Yeah, go in and check on her. But then she texted me right before, so I was like, "Fuck." She's living. How many square feet? What do you got? About four or five thousand. I have the house itself is probably about thirty-two hundred, and then uh, you know she's in the what used to be my office slash drum setup with bass amps and musical stuff that we could all jam. That's now gone away, and instead it's my mother laying there telling me to get her yogurt.
2: If I lived with my mom, I would definitely kill myself.
0: Like, I feel like I want to do it, and I just didn't take.
2: Tuesday of the first. Week.
0: I would like I would like callers to call in telling me how to kill myself. That would be a fun segment.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if this is for the air, but uh, you know, your dog reminded me. You know, Nate, who I make all the movies with, in yeah. the next building. That dude's from Montana. Yeah. And when he hears stories about you taking your dog in and putting him down, and it costs five hundred bucks, he's like, "My yeah. brother, my brother will do it for free." He do well. That see shit all that all the time. I would.
0: I would- and I'm with I Nate, and I, I said this morning to Amy, you know, let's just – I'm just going to dig a hole when she dies, and we're going to bury her in the backyard because it's going to be one of those things where it's like, well, you have the plas, platinum package for 7700 or you can go with the velvet line. It's like, fuck, it's a dog, you know? Oh, no, like, no. I'm, a
2: break. I'm talking about your mom. Oh! <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sorry. You didn't let me transition here. <laughs> I was saying – <laughs> Nate's brother could probably take care of my mom, your mom. Like, he's in Montana, but just one well, trip I'm out need here. Nate's and
0: he... brother's number as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the sad thing about me. Like, Anybody I'd ever talked to would be like, Well, you can take your dog into the vet and have it euthanized for seven hundred and fifty bucks or right. for the price of one forty four slug, Nate's brother could do it out in the woods. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't really see the difference in that. No. Everyone is totally horrified either. in that. I d I don't know. Like when you say to me, Well, uh, we have the death penalty, but the lethal injection, you know, some of these guys they, they stay... Awake and they choke on their own saliva and it's right. I'm like, w- what's wrong with the firing squad? And they're like, what? No. And I'm like, why not? What do what we talk? First things first, we're killing something.
0: We right. at least and we've by, agreed on we're going to kill something, right? I love I love the fact that there would be seven guys and then one didn't didn't know if they had the bullet or not, and then nobody has the con- the guilty conscience. I think that's a better way to go too.
2: Yes. Yeah. They have the one guy, and maybe. I think it's probably not lore. I mean, did you guys know that that the firing squad they they give one guy a blank but they don't tell anybody who it is and yeah. then we could all sleep like a baby although
0: I I, I like uh, that. It's better than wa- everyone watching the guy writhe and and drool and and you know, on some level if he if he did authentically murder some horrible you know, some horrible crime, who gives a fuck, right? I'm like, with
2: I'm with you. Can think it. it would be better if they gave that one guy like a paintball pellet? Like let's have a little color thing, Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like true.
0: one. Yeah. 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 The one that doesn't have a real bullet gets to shoot a pink blank paintball pellet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gary says yeah. here they did the same with Hiroshima and Nagasaki.
0: Per my
1: grandfather, who was career Air Force, they had five guys on the plane who all had to push the button simultaneously
0: to drop it.
2: Oh, to drop it.
1: And then four of them were fake so that presumably all the guys
0: could sleep at night, you know. Yeah, well... Well, that's actually a great idea.
2: Yeah, but here's the whole thing. They bombed Pearl Harbor, number one. Number two, once we did the invasion of the mainland, there'd be millions of people dead. So they saved a bunch of lives, so... Uh, those guys are heroes. They don't need fake buttons. All right. Uh, so Stromer's remote today, but we still have uh, questions. So we'll see if I can pull up the first one on uh, Craig Forty, Washington State. Craig,
1: how's it going, Ace? And good, Stromer.
2: How you doing,
1: guys? Hey. yeah, I'm I'm safe in Washington State. No problems here.
2: I have a I have a, a sad testimonial. I have not altered my life. In any way, shape, or form, and including uh, washing my hands. <laughs> yeah. I've not done anything different. Now, I don't go out on Saturday night to the comedy club because they closed, but that's, that's about it. <laughs> so
0: wait, Adam, all the club dates are shut down for comedians across the country? Um, Basically, everything shut
2: down. Everything is yeah. shut down. That's right. That is okay. absolutely true. All right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Craig. What do you What do you got? What are you doing to ride this out, or what business were you in?
1: <laughs> I I am in. I haul fuel for a living.
2: Oh, you drive a so truck? I'm
1: trucking fuel. Oh yeah, I truck fuel from Washington State into Idaho, Oregon, Montana, all over Washington. Right now, I'm hauling nothing but gas from Pasco, Tri Cities, Washington, to Boise, Idaho area.
2: Oh, well, good. Well, thank 11, 7, you. 7,000
1: hey, gallons at a time.
2: When you get into uh, Montana, if you see Nate's brother, tell him to pack yeah, the 41.
1: Yeah, I need, need his help. Have him Give me a call. <laughs> I, tell him lock and load and uh, yes. give him a ride. Yep.
2: I am so happy that the truck drivers are not grounded. I mean, that these guys, my fear, and I don't have many fears, my only fear that runs through my brain every once in a while is what if these semis and these trucks can't re- restore or refill the supermarkets and the fueling stations and all that kind of stuff, you know,
0: um, yeah, you, well, you, you know, the, like the guys that, at at, uh, at the market and the truck drivers who are bringing all the supplies and even the guys at the home improvement stores that are still open, those are the heroes, man. They're saving us all. Like those are the go to lighthouse guys in this culture.
2: I agree. You know, my only—I uh, would be tempted to just stop hauling the fuel and then go—and everything would grind to a halt and everyone would fucking go hungry. And then you'd say to Joe Biden and Bernie, hey, I, I thought I was the bad guy. Like, oh, I thought we were going to be replaced with light rail, you fucking dicks.
1: Well, Thanks. well and to keep things in perspective during times like this, they actually— uh, exempt our hours of service so we can run longer if need be to keep the supply chains open.
2: Oh, do they have Food a... Moving,
1: the fuel movement? Oh, yeah.
2: Sort of like an emergency setting for you guys?
1: Yes. Yep. So... Yep. So we can run run a few extra hours over our 14 that we can work now. So right. By law, we can only drive 11 and work 14.
0: Mm-hmm. Then we have to have a 10-hour break. Right. We're speaking we're to speaking to one to of the real around. heroes in this time. Thank yeah. you, sir, for your help. Thanks, Craig. Well, you. hopefully oh, we can hope answer. We,
2: we hopefully we can answer your question. Uh so is one of those double fuel tanker semi trucks eleven thousand gallons?
1: Yes, I haul eleven three gas or ninety eight hundred diesel. Oh, less yep. than,
2: uh, how does that work? I,
1: Hey guys,
0: I have a question that I know hmm. all everybody wants to know the true answer to, and that is are there really glory holes at truck stops? And where are they? And please give me some addresses.
2: (laughs) Don't dignify that with an answer hero.
1: I don't know. I don't go inside them because most of them are so creepy and seedy. I stay out of them. I want to,
2: Greg, I want to I want to drill down a little bit more on this. You're talking about the big twin tank semi-trucks, yep. right? Yep. And in yep. in terms of gasoline, you're 11,000 gallons. With diesel, you're a little under 10,000 gallons.
1: Correct, yep. Because yep, diesel weighs more than gasoline does.
2: Is that why it is? I would have never, yep. never known. Are you... With those two tanks, when you're at 11,000 gallons, are you topped off?
1: Uh, I could actually go to all, about 13.5.
2: With those? It's uh, just a weight issue.
1: But, but yeah, then you're way overweight. And, in fact, at 11.3, I weigh right at about 105,000 pounds.
2: Wow. God.
1: So it's, uh, it's quite a bit. You know, here here's the most shocking statistic that I love to tell people. I can load this truck at up to 2,600 gallons a minute.
2: Wow. And
1: so When I go to put 10, 10 gallons in the wife's Mini Cooper, I'm like, come on. This takes
0: forever.
2: Right. Yeah, it drives, it drives me, me nuts, nuts, too.
0: Well, thank Wait, you. why is that? Why is that? Because it's just the volume uh, that can come through the diesel pump? What is the difference? I don't well, understand. Each,
1: each, each system... Uh, at the rack where we load the trucks at, they each arm is a different product, you know, the hooks to the truck. We mm-hmm. can hook up to five arms at a time. And these arms can run five to six hundred gallons a minute.
0: Wow. You know, and fill our hey, can, I let, can I just break in? Um, By, because I'm doing this at home, Mrs. Stromer just got out of the shower, and it's so much nicer to look at Mrs. Stromer <laughs> putting her robe on than to look at Gary and Matt. But I love them. But if they were naked, it might you can be a go anyway, ahead and anyway, that out, Mrs. Stromer. You <laughs> all can see. Gary,
2: put uh, put your robe on. Let me see what that does for me. All right. Hey, Craig, I feel like we should answer your question with all the work yeah, you're ahead. doing. You, you have a rental no house. No problem. Yeah, go ahead and so ask So I'm us.
1: renting a house at the moment while we're building another house. Nice. And it's an older house built in the 40s. It's a ranch style. Every door sags on the top end of the strike side. Mm-hmm. So... I've gone around, as you should, and I've checked the tightness of all the hinge screws and all the doors. Mm-hmm. That's made no difference. All the jams are tight. And plus, this is just a rental house. So mm-hmm. my, uh, my idea before I do this, I'd run it by you guys, is to take and pull the top pin, put a shim in the strike side to push the door up, and then bend the ears of the hinge on the door to align it, put the pin back in.
2: All right, let me get this straight. The door is rubbing above the doorknob up top against, yes. the, against the vertical jam. Yes. That, and, and so we want to take the door, we want to kind of move it back that direction, right?
1: Correct. On the, on the top hinge, essentially. R- yep.
2: Right. And so you're talking about putting a shim on the door side of the top. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Where are we talking about putting a shim on the, on the bottom? On the
1: strike side. On the top, on the strike side, to push the door over towards the hinge, you know, you know, away from the jam on your strike side. But,
0: well, wait, I'm, trying, it, I'm, I'm a little confused. But does it seem like does it seem like the the opening is is sagging?
1: No, it like seems the like header the is sagging? Are just out. There's play in the actual hinge. Yeah, assembly. I get it. I see. I'm, okay, gonna, I get I'm gonna, I'm gonna be know. able
2: to fix this problem, Craig. I'm, st- okay. I'm not exactly picturing when you say the hinge on the strike side. The strike side's where the no, knob no, I'm is. Sorry, I'm
1: sorry, the, the hinge on, on, on the top of the door. You right. know, put a, put a shim on the strike side to, you know, in the jam to push it over and then bend the ears and then pull the shim out.
2: Yeah, uh, we're but just why? Just bending
1: I, the hinge body, uh, right. as opposed to you know changing them out.
2: No, I get it. Um, you keep saying hinge on the strike side. There is no hinge on the strike side.
1: No, just the top hinge, yeah. The top hinge, yep, okay. But, yep. And
2: now, if you shim out the top hinge, and there is such a thing as shimming hinges, but if you shim out the top hinge, it's going to push you further the wrong direction. You want sh-
1: well, no, no, correct. So so I'm saying actually put just, just take a temporary wooden shim and stick it in the jam, on the strike side Mm -hmm. just to hold the door in the proper spot for the moment and then bend the ears, and pliers, of the actual hinge.
2: Yeah, I get it. Um, We used to do that. So when you said shim, we would shim out hinges (laughs) with pieces of cardboard, thin cardboard and wood and things like that. yeah. So if you're going to put a permanent shim in anything, put it in the bottom as long as we're just talking shims, in terms of bending the hinge... I've done it before. Um, Do it with a crescent wrench, not with uh, pliers. You know what I'm saying? So you can take a crescent wrench and tighten it down and physically bend it and see if you can pull it over there. Also, if the pin has any slop in it, like the pin is worn out and it has any slop, you want to get a tighter pin because it's always going to fall down toward the rub side, right? So check that. Yep. Uh, and then after that, it's a, it's a rental, but
1: yeah, the, exactly. The first, the first thing I did I actually went around the house and pulled the pins from the bottom and put them in the tops. Mm. Uh, just thinking there was some wear in the, yeah,
2: pins yeah. Out. No, you're, and, and that's that good.
1: Didn't, didn't make much of a, much yeah. of a, uh, change. I'm, I'm a car guy. So I think of everything and moving parts around, you know, first before you spend money.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, well, the first thing you do is tighten all the screws and now what yep. you're going to have to get into is trying to bend that hinge, but use a crescent wrench, lock it on there and bend it that way and see what happens. Give her a
1: little, give her some tail. Yeah. It.
2: Get a, oh. get a, a mallet or, or a uh, dead blow hammer or something like that or, you know, something with a little heft to it and give it a whack and see if you can bend it.
1: Yeah. Okay, all right. Great. Thanks, Greg. Well, I appreciate it, guys. You appreciate bet Thank it. you. You bet.
2: All right, let's see. Tankless water heater upgrade discussion. You you emotionally ready for that, Stromer?
0: I am. I've got one and I love it. Uh let's talk. Let's see what they want. Jeremy? Yeah, Ace man. What's going right, on. Get it on.
1: Yeah, get it hey, on. What's up? Yeah, well hey, so I'm in the big D here and um and our, our tankless water heater I think has just too much uh crap in the bottom of it. And so now I'm looking at options of replacing it on the cheap and just keeping a a, a big gallon tank, or go into something that's tankless. And Ace Man, since I've been living to you, listening to you for a long time, I've been just fascinated by efficiency now. So mm. I, I want to take the leap, but then people are telling me uh, it's it's not effective. It's not as effective as a, a a big tank. What do you guys? What say you?
2: I have thoughts, which is good for you because I did this tankless thing years ago in an old house I was in, and and I realized. The tankless thing, it's kind of like solar power, which is you can put up some solar panels and you can supplement your electrical with the solar panels, but it's really hard to get 100% off the grid. You know, that's kind of a tall order for most large or medium-sized houses. So the grid is a tank. What you can do... With the tankless system is is shrink your footprint like you would do with electrical and um, solar panels. So what I would say is go with a good tankless system and then have a supplementary like 10-gallon punk hopper, right? And that 10-gallon punk hopper, it could be electric or could be gas-powered. It's probably electric. I don't know if they have gas-powered 10 10 horsepower. I had a little punk one. It was probably like 10 or 12 gallons. It was like – it was small. Uh, That's where the on-demand hot water would come from. And by the Mm -hmm. time you got to the bottom of that, the tankless heater had warmed up to the point where it worked. That's the way I did it, and it worked. Now, Gary, I don't know. Do they have tankless heaters that are as effective as – hopper water heaters now or do you see anything on using a small way, tank in conjunction the way
0: i the way i did it as i did it was zones so i i just went the master was dedicated to the tankless and then and then the rest of the house was was the old hot water heater so if you can run separate plumbing and tee stuff off that way i that's that seems to work pretty well in my house
2: I'm going to sure. have uh, Gary check into my supplementary uh, tank thing and see if it, uh, see if it, see what it does. Oh, did we lose Jeremy? No, I'm still here. Sorry. Oh, okay. it, I should have been, I should have been. Did we, uh, lost, did, been we, did we lose Stromer? In. Stromer, are you
0: there? No, I'm here. I'm here. Are you kidding me?
2: Um, all right. So yeah, Gary, what are, what's the take on the today's tankless water heaters? Do they work?
1: Yeah, by all accounts, they do. Uh, at first blush here, I'm looking at notes about recircul- recirculation pumps. For yeah, larger, those are good. Larger systems. Yeah, I it have one of those to be, too, yeah. Seems to be the hotness. Use yeah.
2: use a recirculating pump. I should have brought that up. And okay. go, I you know, my thing with this unit that we're talking about is don't skimp on it go with a Bosch or something that yeah. check it out do your homework get spend a little extra get a bigger BTU unit or whatever it is because you just don't want to save 300 bucks on this thing and have to deal with uh waiting on the hot but uh, look Great. into the recirculation as well
0: okay we'll do thank you guys appreciate Thanks,
2: it man. yeah the recirc systems get the cold water the the stuff sits in the pipes and it gets right. cold, and this recirculates it. I was in the pool this morning, Stromer. It was forty five outside. Right?
0: How am. do you do it? You must. You must be like an like Aquaman.
2: I'm like Aquaman, uh, but with saggy tits. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And but uh,
0: that, that that actually is helpful because it slows you down because you don't <laughs> want to go too fast. You might hit your head on the side. I. Uh, it's I like do,
2: a spoiler. I, I do have to. Uh, I do go on uh, natural in the pool in the morning. But uh, now that the kids are home from school, I got to. You know, I was walking out there in my towel the other day with nothing else, yeah. and then I, yeah. my daughter's windows wide open, her friends waving at me, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing?" And I circle right back into the house to get the trunks. The pool is like fifty. Six, So that's not too bad. But the temp outside is in the 40s. Now, what's it like where you're at? We're probably about the same zone, right?
0: Yeah, it's about the same. It's freezing. But unfortunately, my yard, you know, because I pulled all the top soil off and, and dug trenches. Now it's just a big mud hole and it looks like Beirut, basically. So I'm not going out there much. Mm. But I will tell you, in terms of the saggy boob thing, last night I was preparing a delicious roast chicken dinner for the family and my son came by with a soup ladle and put the soup ladle over my bare bosom as if he were serving up some titty stew, at which point I looked down and realized, wow, I did fill that cup now, didn't I? Wow. Ladle cup. Double Double, double ladle cup. <laughs> That's the male version of bra sizes. <laughs>
2: Uh, Gabe's got a question on line three from the Bay Area. Gabe, 28. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's going on?
1: Hey, I got this, uh, laundry room in our hallway upstairs and it's got two doors, uh, but you can't open them without getting in your own way. And it doesn't look like there's room for pocket doors on the side.
2: So are they bifolding now or are they just hinge out? They just inch out. How big's the opening approximately? I'd uh, say about eight, seven feet. How, how big? About seven feet. About seven doors. feet? So uh, you have, well, is it over, or is each door over 36 inches? Uh,
1: probably not. Probably. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably more like six
2: feet. Huh. How do you think, how do I know everything from 500 miles away? You ever, ever question that? Yeah, the reason I know it's not seven foot is because getting a 44 inch door or 42 inch door is a bitch, but 36 inches is no problemo. So if it's two doors and they're kind of standard, they're going to be 36 inches. Unless someone's building a custom house, but if yeah, that's build- like
0: a gate. Then it's like gate hardware,
2: right? If they're building a custom house, <laughs> they'd put a pocket. All right, right. so you have two doors. Well, there's, yeah,
1: there's enough room for you know a washer and dryer for
2: six yeah. units. Six um, six foot's enough. Okay. Yeah. So here's the question, um, and you, I get it. Opening out's a pain in the ass. Do you want to just pop the pins and put the doors in the garage and put them back on when you sell the house?
0: <laughs> we just bought the house. Oh. Like <laughs> my condolences. Well, um, <laughs> Wait, what are you thinking? You it's like just put put a, a curtain up or something?
2: Well, no, I my thing is is like if I just was renting the house or gonna sell it or something, I just live with looking the washing machines. You you got to go with why didn't they go with bifolding doors? Does that make sense?
1: I, yeah, you want yeah, the bifolding and your really
2: nice ones. Any really nice bifolding doors? Yeah, I
1: guess the only ones I've, I've had experience with are kind of cheesy, like almost you know, paper. They're, like,
0: they're mostly hollow core. They're pretty. Yeah, you're right about. Well, that.
2: they're they're either slats or hollow core. They're they're always kind of they're they're kind of cheap.
0: They're the kind of door that your drunken fiance punches a hole through. It's that kind of door.
2: Well, some are slab, <laughs> but a lot of them are those slat kind of ones where the, you know, the wooden slat variety where it's like solid right. at the bottom. i put in a few of those. Um, all right. So, Gabriel, there's no <clears throat> there's no possibility for a pocket door. I mean, that's a big work. That's big work. Right.
1: Well, the reason is because the, the hallway kind of turns around the laundry room. We've got another hallway going to right, the bedroom. Right, right. And you don't want to get you don't want
2: to get rid of the doors, okay? And the doors open out, and what do they do? Do they block things, or is it, how's it work? Just... They
1: block both sides, and then you try to get the going around it until you pinch the
2: hole. What uh, What kind of hardware is on the doors? You have dummy knobs now, and a ball catch, or something?
1: Mm, exactly. Two w- um, dummy knobs, dummy
2: knobs and don't turn. And the the spring-loaded ball catch at the top?
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. You guys ever wonder how I just see. I see. Because you're like dummy a visionary. Knobs, is what, that, dummy that's knob. It. You got dummy knobs and a ball catch? Yes. Okay. So when people <laughs> talk to me, they should understand what I see. I see. You're like a I doctor at all. God's sake. Yes. Don't call me a handyman, bitch. No. No. All right. So it's it this is uh, here's what I would say. Um, I would say, find good bifolding doors or even have them made. Go to a window, a door and sash place, and go, I want this is a nice house. You're in the Bay Area. You've earned it, Gabriel. I say, go to a sash and door place. And order up a nice set of, like, whatever matches the house, raised panel or whatever, solid core, you know, natural finish or paint grade. Get Have a nice set of bifolding doors made up and get good good knobs and hardware. And remember, everyone, I'm looking at Gary and uh, Matt the Porcelain Punisher, bifolding doors... Everyone puts the pull handles at the end where, like, the doorknobs would go, but they're bifolding. You know what I mean? They go, yeah, You that's go right. to the outside of the first door, so when you pull them out, they go rump, they go in. It, it kind of looks a little weird sometimes. Maybe you go with the dummy set on the inside, but the knobs are supposed to be at the end of the indoor, of the first door. When you pull out, it yeah, slides, pull that slides in. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, what, and what yeah. about what about like triple bypass doors on track <laughs> right
2: triple oh you yeah, mean dude, sliding
0: not yeah, by folding sli- yeah yeah d- but no, that, by, like the by, triple bypass the, so that they all pass so you can get a wider opening
2: No. Yeah. I, uh, I i i poo that all right,
0: because so because the, clo- with the doors on
2: the you're you're um, because you're going to get you have to get two foot plus from one side when you slide them all in, right. Right.
0: And it's too and deep inside the opening too. You, probably. Got,
2: you got you gotta to get to your washing machine, right?
0: But wait, can this gentleman even go outside in San Francisco to look for this at the Sash and door place?
2: I yeah, what do you what are you allowed to do in the Bay Area? I don't am I'm, I'm in Marin County
1: and uh I have a small room to kid business. Um I called the police department around here. It was like a conducting business. They told me to call town,
2: and the town's closed. So. so you have a small what business? The phone broke up. Small landscaping business. Oh, landscaping business. All right. Um, find a sash and door place. Um, throw a tape on your opening and order some nice doors. and And, and take some pictures of other doors around it so it matches.
0: Yeah, like and do solid panel, and then it has some weight to it. Whenever it has a little bit of weight and heft, it feels less cheesy.
2: All right, Gabriel. Got it. Thank you. All right. Uh, Let's see. We got a call here wants to build a platform for a loft. Oh, my God. I just got moist.
0: I got moist. I did too, because I just did one of those. I love it.
2: Hey, um, Ryan, 42, Redondo Beach.
3: Hey, gentlemen. You know, I have that effect on people.
2: You do, brother. What's going on?
3: So I've got a, a vaulted room, You know, it's about uh, probably 15 feet tall, you know, like an A-frame-type vault in the room. And in the corner, there's a an L-shaped platform, you know, like a loft area mm-hmm. of that room uh, with the closets below it. So they built out the closets and then put mm-hmm. the, the yeah. little loft area above it. So I want to build a, a platform that the kids could climb up into that loft area, and so I have to um, I have two sides to fix it to, and then of course I have to get access to the closet that would be below the platform. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for ideas on on how to a how to fix it to the wall, and then what kind of ladder system would be good for that.
2: Okay, um, we got answers. You say that you have a current loft above the closet. And this loft is going to go where, compared to the current one?
3: I want to just put a a platform in that would overhang the closet doors, Mm-hmm. and then have uh, like a staircase up to it. So it would be kind of a landing before they could climb up into the uh, either step over into okay. the loft area, yeah, or maybe like a, a half a step up into it.
0: Okay. Um, and is that and is that closet a freestanding box that has just an exposed top? Is that what you're saying? It's it's not freestanding. The room's kind of an odd shape, but
3: um, essentially the closet in this room butts up to the closet that's in the other room um, that's next, obviously next next door to it. Yeah. So right. All
2: right. I'm it's not really freestanding. But... I'm going to tell you what I gotcha. did. Um, so first things first, um, plywood is four foot by eight foot. So you do the math on the size. You know what I'm saying? But work in increments of four-foot, eight-foot, you know. Um,
3: Make it easy on the cuts.
2: Yeah, I would use um, – Home Depot has a finished ply now. It's a kind of generic finished ply, like a three-quarter finished ply. Just use that. It, it'll look good when you paint it. It even looks good kind of natural. Uh, but, if you know, if you want to match some oak or birch or maple or something, then use that. You know, if you want to go – High end, and get a multiply from the plywood. You know, from the hardwood plywood place, but not the Home Depot. Home Depot will have what you need. Okay. Um, the next thing I would say is you can attach it on three side, uh, two sides, right? Yep. So you got one side hanging, right? Um, yeah, one corner. Yeah. Now I'm no, I don't like putting a post down to the ground myself. Um, and I've done ones with posts. I've done ones where I've hung, hung them from the top of the cable. Here's what I'm going to suggest. I suggest using your ladder system as a post.
0: How you dare you?
2: Put that ladder in the corner. Have it be bearing. Load worthy. Sweet, right, Ryan? I like it.
3: Yeah, that's what I was that's kind of
2: what I was thinking of. In oh family. bullshit! Of course, I have to.
1: <laughs> well,
2: okay. That, all right, that's good. Now, the thing about the ladder, let me give you a couple uh, ladder tips. Don't bring the ladder just up to the height of the the platform. Go two foot beyond. The height, so you can your kids can grab onto that top rung, two foot above the platform, and kind of pull themselves up or three foot. Are you going to
0: integrate the ladder into the hand or the rail around this thing, or do you not need a rail around it to keep them from falling off?
3: So I think the ladder, uh, no pun intended. My wife, though, however, is going to want this thing, you know, secured like a prison cell.
2: Like she's am going to
3: have to put. Put a rail around everything.
2: Rail around, yeah. Okay. Um, whatever the rail is, I think, trying to kind of picture it, have the ladder be part of the rail. Start off the ladder. But but have the ladder go higher than the rail so that you can pull yep. yourself up and, like, swing your leg over or put a gate or something on it. Um, but think about that. Now, the ladder... <clears throat> that I built my son, not that he gives two shits, but the ladder that I built my son, I did it this way. I the took. Dowels. I did dowels. I did like the inch yep. and a quarter dowels. I even got them in white, like white vinyl coated. So they're kind of like finished, you know? Uh, I used a Forstner bit. You know what a Forstner bit is, Ryan?
3: Uh, of course I do, but why don't you explain it for to Oh others?
2: yeah, Matt wants to know what it is. Okay. <laughs> so here's this is what how, Matt
0: always perks up and he, looks back at you.
2: <laughs> here's how here's how you make this ladder. You get your length, your side rail runs, you know, including the two foot or whatever you're going past the platform, right? <clears throat> then you get those two runs, you do them out of like finish, like kiln dried Finish two by fours, right? Now, if you want to take a trimmer and a round over bit, round over all four edges of it, you know, uh, or see if you can miss the edges that are going flat against the platform if you're really good, but whatever, round them all over, get them all sanded, finished up. Then put them side by side on a on a workbench table, flush them up at the end, and get your square out. Draw a line through each one. You know, put the top one three inches down from the top. Put the bottom one, do them every one foot or 10 inches or something like that. Do your multiple so they're all the same. Draw your line all the way through them. Then just take your Forstner bit and find the center of each one. The Forstner bit, it's, it's a round-ended bit. Let's see. It's, it's, it's not like a, let's see. See, the thing about using a paddle bit, you could use a paddle bit, but the paddle bit's got that little spade tip, and you need to stop that before you pop out the other side. The Forstner bit has much less of that sticking down. So you can go a little bit deeper. It's a cleaner hole. It's um, It'll be like an inch and a quarter Forstner bit or whatever the dowel is. Ask for that. I'm trying to describe it. It's kind of tough, but you'll see it in the drill Section. Yeah,
3: I googled it. I <clears> wasn't <throat> looking at
2: one. You see it? Okay. I cross
3: between a spade bit and a uh, right uh, kind of used to punch a door hole a door. Uh...
2: Yeah, the thing about the thing about the Forstner bit is you could probably just drill down to tell the thing was flush on the top of the bit. Go in five eighths of an inch or half an inch or whatever on each side, or you could do it with the paddle. Whatever. Go halfway. Whatever. Just make sure and go the same depth everywhere. Then um, cut all your dowels the same length. And if you want the same depth and you have the same length dowels, when you sandwich it together, it'll all be even. Um, The only thing that I don't love about this design is the dowels tend to roll when you're climbing up them, which is a little bit of an issue, but not really, but it's a little. And you may want to... Shoot a pin you know, put some glue or something in the hole and then shoot a pin nail through the backside to act as a catch, you know, so it doesn't roll on you.
0: How old are the the kids, by the way? Eight and six.
3: All right.
2: Yeah. So that should be secure. Yeah. They're going to love this. Um, Put a mounting plate at the top and maybe a mounting plate at the bottom too to hold the ladder together. And uh, and Bob's your uncle. And and Ryan, you can. Yep. I'd build the whole thing out of kiln dried two by fours and uh, the finished plywood on top. That's and then just be sand
0: the crap out of them so that yeah. you can either paint them up. and There's no splinters.
2: And use some like deck type screws to suck everything up, and you know, pre-drill everything.
3: Just gotta figure out how to build a cage so I can lock them up there.
2: Yeah, send us a send us a picture after you do it.
3: Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks man.
2: All right. You got a vid uh, email question there, perhaps? Oh, we do. And please email us at ace on the house at uh, We did send this picture to Stromer. So he's uh, he's got a good idea I what we're it. looking at. Yep. This is from Brendan. <clears throat> Guys, my front porch has tiles that get very slippery when wet. Wondering if you have a product recommendation to etch them or anything like that? Hmm. We're looking at some six by six tile. A little busy yeah. for my my liking, but all right. Uh, what do you got, Stromer?
0: I mean, you know, it's it's because it's got a pre-existing gloss finish on it, and and they build in texture. I do know that it it doesn't do anything when it gets super wet, so it almost feels like you know you're not going to scarify this because it's going to ruin the look and it's, it'll look crappy. So I would just do a runner of some sort of a of a you know what they do in restaurants when you come in and out of a lobby. Just some kind of runner so that it doesn't you don't slip on it when you're coming to the front door. Other than that there's really not much to do.
2: I think they have like clear coatings with non skid shit in there like silk silica silica or something. Yeah, like that. You,
0: yeah, but then what's gonna happen is it'll wear in the traffic area and really look awful and get grimy and dirty. I don't know if I'd do it. I think it's better to go runner. Okay. Go runner or go home. All
2: right. Go runner and possibly look into some clear with some non skid what what have you if you're if you're thinking about that route. If you don't want the runner route. But I I agree. Right. Let's go the runner route with Stromer. All right. Let's bring this uh, bad boy home. Uh, You can uh, go to AdamKroll.com. We'll give you some updates on where I'm going to be. And uh, check out my stand-up special. If you're hanging around, you want a little motivation, not Taco Bell material, you can get it at Chassis and I think get it about everywhere. And uh, pre-order my new book. I'm your emotional support animal, which is available now for pre-order, Amazon, bookmark us and click through. What do you got, Stromer? Grave
0: digging all weekend.
2: <laughs> so until next time, Adam Kroll for <laughs> Eric Stromer saying,
0: mahalo. You want me to hang up or stay on? Subscribe on iTunes or visit aceontheroof.com.
1: This is Corolla Digital.